the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. behaviors and addictions have long been a pandemic in our society. People are in bondage to alcohol, drugs, pornography, codependent relationships, and more. If you or a loved one is stuck in the cycle of shame, guilt, and continued destructive behavior, keep listening. God wants everyone to walk out of the darkness and into his marvelous light. Recovery Radio Houston with Pastor John Allworth starts now. Good afternoon, Houston. What a beautiful day the Lord has given us. I hope you're being careful out there and go Astros. But we've got some serious business to start to talk about before we get into that. But let's do what we should always do when we start anything. Let's pray. Father God, we just come to you today with such uh, gratitude on our hearts for this beautiful day that you've given us. We uh, have such gratitude for you taking people out of bondage, breaking the chains of addiction, breaking the chains of whatever holds them under bondage, breaking the chains of the enemy and making them free, bringing them out of the darkness and into your marvelous light. Father, we just ask that anyone that needs help, find help. That's what the purpose of this program is, and you lead them to a Bible-based recovery ministry that can help them change their lives forever. In Jesus' name we pray, pray amen. All right, well, we are going to have a great show today. We're going to interview a guy named Mark that is Mark Pennard, who's a recent graduate of the Open Door Mission uh, he's a, a, a wonderful, talented young man, and we're going to bring him on in just a minute. But I, I just want to tell people, uh, the purpose of this show is is to offer hope out in the community. The purpose of this show is to uh, illuminate the resources that God has given us, the people that are out there that are doing kingdom work that can help people. Because you, if you're listening to my voice right now, the odds are you don't have a problem, you don't have an addiction, but the odds are almost certain that you know someone that does. And there may be people out there that are lost right now that are looking for answers. And so there are free faith-based answers out there. So we've had people on like the directors and the C, the operating officers, of the open door mission, which is a faith-based uh, free uh, holistic rehabilitation program for men that are addicted and or homeless. We've had people on for project hope, which has both a men's and a women's, Faith-Based Rehabilitation Center, Hope for All in Jesus Ministries, which goes into prisons and preaches the Word of God and, and uh, sees men give their lives to Jesus Christ 
so they can change them when they come out. Cool Ministries, my friend Pastor Boyd Harrell over there on 34th Street, wonderful man who himself was in prison, hit his knees one day and uh, gave his life to Jesus and for the last 30 years or so has just been doing the Lord's work. Uh, Pastor Boyd also has recovery meetings on on Wednesday and Friday and works with people on parole and he goes into prisons all across the state, just as my friend John Hammond, Minister John Hammond does in Hope for All and Jesus Ministries. We've got Crosswalk Ministries, which which uh, gets helps men when they transition out of out of uh, prison and and helps them find jobs and and a place to live. You know, it's tough. People can turn their hearts and their lives over to Jesus, but they come out of prison and and they've you know it's difficult. They've got a scarlet letter, and even though they're changed on the inside, people don't necessarily see it. So it helps them transition back and get jobs. We've got Archway Academy, which is for we've had uh, the director of that on who who provides for kids that are gotten into addiction problems, substance abuse problems. It's a high school that that caters to to those the needs that they have and has counselors on hand. And, and helps them. It's a wonderful program to for a young person who's who's taken a wrong turn to get their lives back on track immediately. Heaven's Army, home of Amazing Grace, which is for women who have come out of any kind of abuse system. So uh, we've had our friend, the Bullet to the Bible, uh, Philip, who's who's uh, was a former mafia guy and who's going around teaching law enforcement people how to deal with organized crime and and telling his testimony and bringing people to Jesus Christ. Angela House, which is a transition facility for women coming out of prison so that they can get good jobs and become productive citizens. These are the kinds of people that we've had on this program, and that's the purpose of this program, is to offer hope. And then I've got some friends in prison who have been writing me and say they want to hear more about the Word of God. And so we're going to be doing that, too. You know, we've got two radio programs, one called The Transformative Power of Christ on Mondays, where we just preach, and then this one on on Wednesday. But we'll do, we'll do a little recovery-based preaching as we go forward, too. I hear you out there on Recovery Radio. So let's bring Mark in at this time, and let's hear his story, because it's a really good story. It's a wonderful story. Mark, are you with us? Yes, sir, Pastor John. How are you, sir? I'm good, Mark. Uh, Mark and I had a chance to visit. First of all, let me tell you that the first time I met Mark, I had the honor of of speaking at an open-door graduation, and uh, Mark was uh, leading the praise and worship that we had before the and he is truly a talented young man. I'm, I'm going to try to convince him to come play and sing at my church at some point. Um, but but he is he is a wonderful, wonderful musician who's got a gift from the Lord that he uses. Mark, I want to do a couple things. I want to first, I want to tell folks a little bit about what the mission does, and we'll come back to that a little later. Then I want people to uh, to I want to tell them that you're an, a recent graduate of the program. And, and actually working at the mission. And then I want to go through your life story because it helps people to know uh, the path that you've taken. And then I want to go back, circle back to what the mission does and what you're doing now. So first of all, give us a 60-second a, a, a uh, description of how you see the Open Door Mission. What does the Open Door Mission do? What's its purpose? Well, I love that uh, you asked that question. Thank you, um, and for having me on. But this is a beautiful thing that uh, I've discovered in being at the uh, mission myself, just the uh, the passage in Revelation 3, 8, um, I know your works because you have limited strength. I've kept my word and have not denied my name. Look, I've placed before you an open door that no one is able to close. Amen. And that's a very real scripture to me that um, the Lord was, um, you know, doing a mighty thing in my life um, and bringing me to a place that was, you know, truly a, uh, a life-saving uh, moment. 
for me. And Jesus saved my soul, but uh, Open Door Mission has saved my life uh, in many ways. Uh, I'm now delivered from uh, drinking, from using marijuana, and uh, it's a very real thing for me to be clean and sober today, you know, and to be able to say that, um, you know, God has seen me through this. So I'm very blessed to be on this show tonight, and hopefully through my story, it'll inspire some other people uh, to look towards, you know, the future of hope, of living a life, of continued recovery. That's well said, my friend, because, you know, there is hope. If you're out there and you're if you're struggling under addiction and you don't see a way out, there is a way. There's a vaccine to this pandemic called addiction, and his name is Jesus Christ. And there are people out there, the Lord, if you keep your eyes open, he'll put people in your path like the good folks at the Open Door Mission that'll 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 that are working in the kingdom that are free. What? How much does the Open Door Mission cost, Mark? Well, it's completely free uh, to anyone that, that comes to the mission. Um, basically, it's as simple as uh, calling up and setting up the uh, interview process to come in, and then uh, we have a, a you know COVID vaccination um, requirement to come into the mission. But after you're in the in the gates. Um, you're pretty much, you know, given everything that you need from shelter to food to clothing to social services. There's a clinic right there at Open Door Mission for Harris Health. And uh, all of the needs are being met through uh, the social services that they provide. UT Health is there with us. And the clinical counselors are just amazing. We have four on staff right now that are um, just exceptional um, at what they do. That is outstanding. By the way, folks, if you have someone that needs help or you yourself need help and you want to get into the Open Door Mission, uh, this free, incredible, life-saving, transformative po- program, ministry, really, uh, it's the number to call is 832-962-4249, 832-962-4249. You can also, if you've got, I went through a list of, earlier in the program of, of different faith-based organizations that are helping people if, in various out of various difficulties, you can email me at Pastor John, that's J O N, Pastor John at N C C Greater Heights dot org. Pastor John at N C C Greater Heights dot org. And I promise you, I will follow up on the email and I will connect you with someone that can help you. So, all right. So, Mark, let's get into your story a little bit. Uh, let, let me do this because, you, you know, you know, Mark, I'm on the board of directors of the Open Door Mission, so I know a lot about it, too. I, I love your description. It's better than I could ever do. But I also want people to know that the Open Door Mission provides educational opportunities. It provides if you don't have a GED, you'll get your GED while you're in the program. Uh, career counseling, which I know, Mark, you know about because we're going to get into that in a minute. And uh, and it helps provide jobs. Uh, there was a gala at the Marriott earlier this year honoring the Marriott because the Marriott has hired 34 people that have graduated from the Open Door Mission. They work with Christian-based employers, second-chance employers that, you know, this is truly every aspect of a person can be transformed. But they start every day in in chapel, uh, in uh, devotion, and, uh, you know, Jesus is saves is the number one priority. So spiritually, physically, mentally, career-wise, uh, every aspect, job-wise, helps people find places to live as they graduate. I mean, it is a truly a holistic program. It's the best program of its kind that 
I'm aware of, and and I, I'm aware of a lot of them. They're all there's many many good ones. Don't get me wrong, but this one's outstanding. So, Mark, let's let's find out a little bit about you. Um, where where'd you grow up? I was born in Houston, but grew up in Galveston, Texas, and uh, did my whole, um, you know, first eighteen years there. Um, and uh, it's been uh, one of those that you know it's near and dear to my heart. Still is home, but uh, it's what it is for me is that uh, my parents uh, and their tremendous uh, story about how they all all of this came together in, in this beautiful way. Um, my dad was a Catholic priest. My mom was working in Caracas, Venezuela, in the capital, uh, teaching English. And uh, they met at a community center in the barrios. And uh, my dad tells it a little different than my mom, but he said that they bumped into each other one day on the basketball court, and uh, he never let go. And so uh, uh, he ended up renouncing his vows, and uh, moved, they moved back to the States just before I was born. And... Um, my father got a job with Methodist retirement communities in Galveston. And so that's why we relocated from Houston down there. And, uh, they started a partnership with Moody Methodist church on the Island. And, um, that's pretty much the, the beginning story of my life was, um, growing up in the church as a preacher kid. My father was, uh, working for Edgewater and, uh, Galveston was a part of uh, the Methodist retirement communities. My mom was the church lady. She ran the permanent endowment fund. Uh, for Moody Church, and so I, I was practically raised in the church. I mean, there was always a function going on there every night. Um, and grew I think, up, you know. I think what this knowing de- all the youth group and everything else. I think that w- what this demonstrates, folks, is out there is this uh, bondage of addiction. It doesn't matter how you grew up, what your circumstances were. It doesn't discriminate on race, on age, on uh, socioeconomic background. It can grab anybody at any time. And uh, the That's worst, right. the worst thing that can happen is that you think you're immune from it because before you know it, the enemy will have you in his trap. So you grew up. You, you and I visited before this interview. You, you grew up uh, pretty straight. You didn't really start dallying with drinking or smoking marijuana or any of these things uh, while you were at home in in growing up through the high school years. Did I understand that? Correctly? Yeah, and and as far as um, the high school years were concerned, you know, everybody ends up in this situation. Um, you know, at some point in time, I believe that. Um, as far as people that are dealing with, you know, the issues of addiction or recovery, they're, they're trying to escape something, maybe band-aid something, you know, that, uh, hurts of the past or whatever it is that, you know, um, peer pressure, uh, for me and, and being around, um, other people in college when I went off to Sam Houston state in Huntsville, you know, really, um, set it in motion for me. And I became less and less connected with my, uh, family and, and my spiritual network of, of, people in my extended family from the church family. So um, I was left to my own devices and I should have been stronger in my faith, but it was one of those that I was chasing after the girl and um, she was into that lifestyle. And so I, I got into that as well. And you know, I can't put it on her. I can't blame it on her. I did, you know, accept this for myself and uh, started dabbling into, you know, drinking and uh, using pretty heavily as far as marijuana was concerned. And that went on for, almost uh three years and i dropped out of school um and it was let's, let's stop the right there for a second going back to galveston at that point let's stop right there for a second because i want people to know something you know there's a debate in our society right now and certain states have legalized marijuana and um a lot of people will argue that there's nothing wrong with it it's not addictive uh, etc uh, from your own personal experience 
What are your beliefs about marijuana? Is it addictive? Is it harmful? Yes, sir. I do believe it is. And uh, what I was experiencing, I'm 43 now, 20 years ago, was a completely different, you know, uh, type of marijuana. This has grown into uh, a truly lucrative industry now with 36 states in the U.S., you know, allowing for um, medical marijuana as well as uh, for you know, recreational as well. Uh, a lot of the states have moved to that. And uh, the, the con, I guess the um, THC content in the, in the strains now is way stronger. Um, um, and, and it becomes a chemical addiction um, very rapidly for people uh, that turns into habitual on a regular basis. And that's how it was for me. So I can say, yes, it's, it's one of those that um, is probably going to be uh, prevalent in the days ahead when looking at you know, the future discussion of whether or not to make it legal completely in this country. And I think that's going to be a, a major setback for us. Well, in the US. I, and I, I don't necessarily want to get too much into the politics, but here's my point. You know, some people can have a glass of wine at dinner and it's no big deal. You know, they have it maybe once a week or maybe a couple of times a week or have a beer occasionally. But for those of us that have uh, addiction in our genetic background, it's all addictive. <laughs> Any mind-altering substance is going to be addictive, whether it's marijuana, alcohol, cocaine. I don't, I don't care what it is. And so if you've got that addictive, I mean, for example, my, my, my mother was not, died of liver failure. Her father died of liver failure, and her father's father died of liver failure. I should have known, hey, John, <laughs> red flag, warning sign here. But, of course, I didn't. Uh, and, you know, before I knew it, I was doing things that I never would have thought I would have done until – Jesus Christ set me free. Praise the Lord. Um, so, okay, so you dropped. The other thing that caught me about what you said, Mark, is you dropped out of school. And that's the other thing I see with, with kids and people that are smoking a whole lot of marijuana is it kind of ruins your initiative, you know? Yeah, it becomes a priority, in a sense, to, uh, you know, uh, over things in, in your life that are more important than that. But you don't seem to think that at the time or, or believe that at the time. And um, that's kind of where my initial, you know, downfall, uh, falling into this addiction became, you know, a regular thing for me was just, you know, constantly struggling with, it's not legal. How can I do this without, you know, being exposed, you know, and having people know what's going on with me and everything else. It was, you know, an alternative lifestyle and a very real way, um, became a major problem for me. And, uh, I was arrested and, uh, it was shortly after, um, that my, my whole situation became unmanageable um, at that point um, in time in my life. And um, after I dropped out of school, I struggled for a while to find meaningful employment uh, because obviously being drug tested and everything like that was going to be an issue. And so I think it's a a different day and age now uh, where some of it gets excused, but back then it was still, you know, a a pretty big deal. And so um, I had a, my first wife and I had a daughter and, uh, you know, I, I tried to give everything up at that point and, and, you know, go straight as far as, uh, giving my life back to the Lord and rededicating myself to Christ in a very real way, became involved in the church again. And, uh, that was a saving grace for me. And I know that Galatians five, one Christ has liberated us to be free and stand firm. Then don't submit again to that yoke of slavery was a very real reminder to me that, you know, I could be just like a dog returning to his vomit if I don't, you know, um, at least, you know, st- 
stand on my faith, stand firm in my belief that you know Christ is all I need. It's not Jesus plus, you know, and and that was that was my my true motto in life for almost twenty years uh, after that, and I, I had uh, you know no return to that debased state, and um, I, I kind of shared with you a little bit earlier as well that you know my return to that was after a car accident in February of last year, and uh, I had a head trauma that. All these doctors have prescribed medication for me, um, but it, it really wasn't working. It was making me more, you know, sick and unable to do anything. The COVID shut down everything as far as the jobs, as well as the church that I was serving. And uh, I turned back to it, and I was using it to get rid of nausea and get rid of pain and to be able to sleep and all of that. And that just justified the use. But, you know, it was all, you know, a downward spiral uh, for me again. That was the second time I had, I had a run-in with the law. And uh, this time I got arrested with um, quite a significant amount, and that put me in jeopardy of uh, everything in my life. And I've, I mean, since all that uh, had passed, I, you know, I've been in in the church and constantly serving as worship leader and working with college ministry and youth ministry and all these other things. So this is a very real um, problem for me, uh, being, you know, again, uh, such, uh, you know, an influence it was on my life. I realized you know, the ripple effect that it would have because I've, I've been remarried. I had three other kids now and, uh, this was, it was unmanageable. And hey, Mark. I was separated from my family and isolated in a very real way. Pastor John, that's the worst case scenario, as you know, for most alcoholics and addicts. So, yeah. So, you know, what this illustrates here is, is that the enemy is always out there like a roaring lion and you have to be on guard or relapse. But for you, you had a specific situation. You had a head trauma and accident and the pandemic and you were isolated and, and that got you back into it. So let's talk cause we're running out of time. We just have a couple of minutes left. Let's talk about what the answer was. Where did you turn? Yeah. So I was delivered from that really after um, about a month of uh, being incarcerated. I found this, you know, uh, faith-based organization through the suggestion of uh, my parents. My mother and father were very convinced that uh, that Open Door Mission would be that for me, and it really has been. Um, my mom had given uh, a site visit and grant um, back when Mr. Thompson, Tommy Thompson, had uh, first joined on with the mission there, and uh, she came from Moody and Galveston to go do the site visit and learned all about the, the wonderful place that ODM was. And so she reminded me that, you know, this was available to me. And when I got out of uh, jail, that was the first thing I did. I had one day turnaround to be with my family. And then I came to the mission. Now, originally, when, John, when, I was, when did I was you come into it. the mission? Uh, this was back in April. All right. um, April of 2020 for, or April 20? Yes, 2021. And so uh, I've been with the mission now uh, since I was originally looking at 30 days. Smart recovery was what I in my mind had said to myself, that's all I need. I can get past this. You know, I was already in this, you know, mind frame that I needed to get rid of that, you know, altogether. And, uh, at the end of the 30 days, I asked my mom for the blessing to stay on, um, as well as my wife. And the whole situation became, yes, you need to get help. Yes. You need to, you know, you need to continue on with this. And, uh, since then it's, it's been a real struggle. I'm telling you, it's not easy. I'm still going through this right now with even a separation and custody battle. I'm dealing with the legal issues with the, you know, the jail uh, situation that I was in, and so and the arrest. So it's it's been a big, um, you know, hurdle after hurdle for me since coming to the mission. But learning the tools and the things that they've taught me, and all the classes, 
to deal with all the emotion, you know, how to cope with urges, how to cope with, uh, you know, anything as far as emotional upsets to avoid those. Um, I, I've been able to really create these positive boundaries for myself and to be able to see clearly what it was that I was in as far as my addictive nature and cycle with, um, you know, this Mark. whole thing was going through education department as well as the classes and all the spiritual classes. And they really do a lot for us at the uh, Open Door Mission. So it's been great. Now, what are you doing at the mission now? Well, since uh, I graduated back in September, uh, I've been helping out around the campus with uh, teaching classes, facilitating classes, and that's really fortifying what I already have learned. Um, and that's been great, uh, volunteering for them. And now I moved into the uh, education department with uh, the director of education to work on career guidance. And so I'm, I'm developing right now what is going to be hopefully in January, the start of a continuing recovery or aftercare program. So it's not just the six months that people are going through the program, but when they get to transition, helping them find meaningful career opportunities and whatever the continued social you know, services that they need and following up with them as alumni to make sure that, you know, even if they do have a lapse, we're able to, you know, help them in that moment, you know, and that they can... Mark, I got to I got to cut you off because for, for ODM, I got to cut you off because we're out of time. Mark, thank you for joining us today. I really appreciate it. You know, Mark is God bless you, John. Thank you. Okay, we'll get you on again soon. Um, Mark yes, is sir. one of uh, eleven people I think that the work at the mission that are graduates of the mission. It's a wonderful program, and, and I would encourage you to get a hold of me, Pastor John at nccgreaterheights.org, if you have somebody that needs help. You know, we love you at New Covenant Church Greater Heights, but more importantly, God loves you more than you can possibly imagine. Good night and amen. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.